I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. We have a big Pooh in the co-host chair. Pooh, haven't seen you a little bit. How are you, my friend? Hi. Tell you, my brother. Uh, how yes, what's, what's the weather like down there in Charlotte today? I don't know. I haven't been outside, and I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> I went outside this morning here up the coast. It's hot. It's like Robin Williams, uh, hot outside. Uh, so there's no need to go outside today. Nah. And our guest today, Jalen Morgan from Bleeding B&G. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excited to talk some Washington football team. How you guys doing? Hey, doing well. well, You know, excited. We got real football last night. You know what I'm saying? Finally. Absolutely. Finally, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of of training camp uh, (laughs) one-on-ones, we got got some real hitting and and, and stuff going on. For sure. Yes, we did. And and hitting we got, it was interesting. I watched this thing last night a little different than I have in the past, and I'm not really sure why. I tend to watch these things. I don't know about you guys the same way I do a regular football game. And there's really no point in doing it because that's really not the coaching aspect why they run these things. Ron started out with a run play. I think a lot of people thought it would be passing, but you could tell he wanted people to start hitting each other and get a feel for actual live collisions against other players. Uh, And I thought it was interesting that he started that way. Um, and it was good. You, you could tell that they needed those hit, that hitting too. Let's start like this. Here's a couple things that I, I came up with. I have a list here. First couple of ones, that was the first one. The, the other one was after the very first offensive drive, the next one they had 78 in it left guard. I thought it was interesting. Only one offensive rep, the first rep was 71 Schweitzer, but quickly Flowers came in for more work. Uh, interesting that they moved the offensive line around quite a bit, except for Cosme, who stayed out on the right side. Uh, Pooh, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I think that was just a, a – Ron was just trying to get a feel. You know, I think they're still trying to fill out combinations and fill out players um, individually. I mean, Cosme, he said last night he wanted Cosme, uh, particularly him and uh, Jamin Davis, to get more work. Than, than, you know, because they're rookies than everybody else. But I think that was just filling out, trying to – they're trying to figure out their best combinations. You know, they, they have a lot of players that can, you know, swing a couple different ways. They have a lot of players – they want Cosme, obviously, to, to take a hold of that job and Lucas to become the swing tackle. Um, they got to see what Sadiq Charles really has. You know, his, his last season was marred by no preseason injuries. So they're trying to figure that out. So I, I think I think it was just Ron trying to yesterday was just trying to figure some things out. Like we know what you guys look like in practice. You know, we know what y'all look like, you know, one on ones training. What do y'all look like when things get real? Mm-hmm. And 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 as much as uh, New England had starters out, I think he wanted to try different combinations against some ones instead of running guys out there and they're playing against guys that, you know, back end or might not be on anybody roster come September. For sure. Yeah, and they were still running 24 out there in the third quarter. I was surprised by that. Were you surprised they gave him that much run last night? 
I was very surprised um, because, as I mentioned, in my um, few days down there in Richmond, he didn't look fully healthy to me. And I, I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. Um, but then when they went back to Ashburn, they were saying that he looked pretty spry. He was um, looking pretty explosive during goal line runs. And then when I got, got a chance to see him again, uh, I went to the Friday night football practice. Um, that explosion was back. So I didn't think that they were going to put too much mileage on that toe, um, being that he didn't have surgery. And just a week ago, he didn't look like himself. So I was surprised. Um, they were out here throwing screen passes and swing passes to him out the <laughs> backfield. I was like, I even tweeted, I was like, 24 is getting a lot of work, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I was I was very surprised with that aspect of the game. Yeah, it, it it almost feel like yesterday Ron started doing he, he was doing some things with purpose. Mm-hmm. Almost like I I want to prepare the rest of the league for I don't want you to think that you're gonna be able to, you know, know what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna be a little bit different from last year on offense. And I I think that was kind of why 24 got the extra run and, you know, came out starting with a run. And then all of a sudden Fitzpatrick is, you know, throwing strikes, the uh, scary Terry. And, mm-hmm. you know, they threw some nice ones to some tight ends. So I, I just think that was more of a, of course, they're trying to figure out their roster, but just also letting, putting people on notice as well. Like, same thing. Same thing. I just wanted to touch back on that offensive line point. One thing that stuck out to me, was at one time when uh, at one point when they took Brandon Scherf out the game, they had Swisher in at right guard and um, Eric Flowers in at left guard. So just touching on that versatility, um, I'm a Sadiq Charles guy, so I was kind of upset to see that he wasn't in that backup uh, guard role. But then he came in and served as a right tackle, so maybe they have a plan for him in the future. I think that he's ultimately going to end up replacing Brandon Scherf. Um, but just as far as that offensive line, I think one of the reasons that he played them so much is that that unit has to have a lot of cohesion and. Those are a lot of new faces being brought in. So he's just plugging pieces in, um, putting putting square square pieces in round pegs and things like that. So um, yeah, I was I was honestly surprised, but I was glad that he did give a guy like Cosme some of like I think they said that his snaps, he had like 41 snaps, and one of his best reps was on the goal line. If you go back and watch that play, he mauled a dude, and that was one of his last reps. So I'm glad that a guy like Cosme was able to get in there and get his feet wet. Bates obviously was tight end too. He was out there from the jump. I thought he looked really good. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Ricky Steele Jones came in third. I know they want to run a lot of two tight end sets, but I'm curious which tight ends they end up keeping. If you're just keeping the third tight end, I really think the Brazilians got a chance to stay over Ricky Steele Jones. I, I just do. Uh, he gives them so many options down there on the uh, the goal line. But obvious that Bates is tight end too and looked really good last night. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I think the problem for Reyes is going to be he's still raw, and oh, yeah. uh, you know the blocking, the things he's going to be required to do. Um, I, I I'm not sure if he's going to be ready for. I think that's Ricky Seals Jones' job to lose. Uh, uh, Tim Timerick, uh, Hemingway. Okay, I, I think that's his name. Hemingway. He's, yeah. yeah, he's out of here. Um, I think he's going to be out of here. I think Bates showed – I think he's the goods. He not, he not sexy. Ain't no razzle-dazzle to his right. game, but he's going to come in. He's going. He's probably going to be their best blocker out the gate. Mm-hmm. And, it, like I said, I think that's Ricky Seals-Jones' job to lose. And um, that's probably the most set uh, death chart out of all the death charts is going to be that tight end death chart. I, I, I pretty much 
knew what that was. And, and they're going to try to see if Reyes, if they can slide him onto that practice squad to, to get him more work. And then next year be his year to come in and make an impact. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too. You were talking about 52 earlier, Jam and Davis. Uh, the thing that struck me was, man, they had Bostic in there a lot last night. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a dude that does not need reps. So I'm curious if, you know, last year they said it was so hard to really figure out the offense because the quarterback position didn't allow you to see the other weapons because he couldn't get it. I wonder if Bostic was out there so much just to make the defense more fluid so that they really could get a good look at the other pairings. Because there's, there's no other reason I could think of why you'd play Bostic that much. One, if he's got to start a whole ton, that makes me sad. And two, he just doesn't need the reps. You know what I mean? What you, what you think about that, Jalen? That's interesting that you said that, because honestly, going into camp, John Bostic was my potential surprise cut candidate. Um, yeah. I just didn't think that his, his play was up to par going into – you know, cap. But what I've saw in Richmond and what I've seen throughout the practice that he they were giving him a lot of reps. So I thought that his spot was pretty solidified. But in the game yesterday, he did get a lot of reps, even when they were taking some of the ones out. He was still in overrunning tackles and things like that. I honestly think that Ron and Jack want to see what they have in John Bostic. I don't think that he's um, potentially a roster cut anymore, but he is fighting for a lot of playing time um, with guys like David Mayo and Khalid Hudson and things like that. I saw that like in, in Richmond, they were they were interchanging linebackers. The only two that were solidified in a lot of snaps were Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb. Even like John Bostic was in on a lot of sub packages, but they would take him out after a few reps. So I think that, you know, even with the philosophy yesterday, considering with John Bostic, I just think that they want to see what they have in John Bostic because I don't think they were too pleased with what they saw from him last year. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I think John Bostic is still there. I mean, the three linebackers we saw starting are their best three linebackers on the mm-hmm. roster. Um, while David Mayo can come in for a few snaps, play mm-hmm. some special teams, you don't want him out there for sure. uh, playing 20, 25, 30 snaps a game. So I, I never I never thought that John Bostic was a potential roster cut because I knew they didn't have a lot of depth behind them that was scaring anybody. That was the importance of getting Jamin Davis. So I, I think Bostic is for sure – on the squad, they probably just want to see, hey, man, did you improve any of the things that we asked you to improve on, you know, in the offseason, or are you the same John Bostic? And also, we want to know how you look in the lineup with Jamin Davis. You know, how do y'all look playing off of each other? So um, the problem is they need him to increase his speed, and I don't think that's something you can do uh, with that old. Especially Not. if they're going to have him playing that weak side linebacker role. That's the role that we're, they're going to be covering a lot of tight ends and chasing down the long side of the field. You saw yesterday, he just didn't have the speed to get there on some of those pitches and things like that. I think that's going to be, when, when the season get cracking, that's going to be uh, Landon Collins and Cameron Curl chasing down them, uh, <laughs> chasing, running, running, running down them, you know, them pitches and, and covering mm-hmm. them tight ends and things. Like I said, I yesterday, I mean, I don't, put too much stock in the preseason games or what things look like because we never know what the coaching staff is looking for specifically, you know, when they do certain things. Um, But as we saw last year, Washington ran a lot of uh, their packages had two linebackers on the field. It wasn't three. And if it's going to be two linebackers on the field, as long as Jamin Davis know what he out there doing, (laughs) it's going to be Jamin and Cole Um, with Bostic as the veteran 
hand, you know what you're going to get when you put them in the game. So, And that might have been it, too, but maybe they're just not ready for – maybe Jamin Davis isn't ready to have the headset in and call the plays out yet, which, you know, is understandable if that's the case. We're not that far in. One of uh, one of my keys for the game yesterday – not keys, but one of the things I was looking for that I posted before the game started was to see how they use St. Juice. And, and it looks like the plan is – Put him outside and nickel and kick Fuller inside, which I think is great. I didn't think Jackson was going to play last night, but he did a little bit. And, and when that was the case, they can. To me, that that that's when you're really rocking and rolling. When if St. Juice can play outside with that six foot one, six foot two frame he's got, I mean, who we really allows you to be multiple in what you're doing, and that's the key. I mean, Ron said it over and over and over again, like position flex, position flex, position flex. So I was really excited to see how that worked. The secondary looked good, but on my list here, Pooh, I've got Pooh always says year two in a rebuild. The depth, the depth <laughs> was not was not great, man. When that when the second half came around, guys that I really hope, and I know it's only week one of the preseasons, so we won't get real excited, but guys that I really hope would flash against backups like Kalik Hudson and Jeremy Reeves and McCain. I mean, these are guys that we really have high hopes for filling out the backside of the roster. And to me, they didn't look great yesterday. Again, week one, but some of, you know, Steven Montez looked like cheeks. I mean, <laughs> if that guy's ever got to play in an NFL game as you start, we're in real trouble. Might as well wrap it up. The backup quarterback, you know, gets hurt a lot. Uh, maybe a little nervous. So year two of the rebuild was never more apparent than it was last night to me. Yeah, man. I, well, first, Steven Montez, man, he he got to play because Kyle Allen is hurt. Uh, let's just call it what it is. They were talking about trying to use him like they're using uh, your man down in uh, 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 New Orleans. Um, New Orleans yeah. But they don't need him for that. But, uh, you know, I, he's an arm right now, man. He He's an arm out there. Uh, I think some of the, you know, we saw how Jeremy Reeves played in the season. We saw you know, we know what McCann can do. Um, I, I think some of that is a product of who else you're on the field with. Mm -hmm. So even though you're playing against backups, if you're on the field with people who's not going to end up on the roster, especially if you plan on that back end, yeah. if, the fr if the front end ain't not doing their job, you're done. You're toast. My concern, not I don't care about the safeties. I think they're going to be okay as long as they're healthy. My concern was the backup cornerback depth. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Once you know you started bringing in the McTyre and uh, 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 McTyre, whatever his name is, so they were and, high and, on it, Cam, but he did not look great. Campus camp, games again. <laughs> like, it, it it definitely didn't look the same. Um, yeah. so, so I was like, I was like, yo, it's like, who, who is this? What's going on? Like, what, what is this guy out here looking like burnt toast? Um, so I, once again, like you said, is preseason game one. They're still trying to figure some things out, but I, I think a lot of that depends on combinations of players, man. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because once that first, that first line D line came out, that whole defense looked suspect. At that yep. point, once them guys sat down, mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, and I, I'm interested, Jalen, your opinion on this. I was very interested in how they chose to run out the wide receivers yesterday and, and how 
like the order of operations and went, you know, of course, Terry, uh, I believe Cam Sims was out there running. Got a lot of run. He got run. Adam Humphreys, which we suspected would be the slot. Mm-hmm. But then when you came in with that second unit, you had Diami Brown. Uh, Carter was running. Mm-hmm. I think Sims was running. But then you didn't see like an Antonio Gandy Golden into the back end of the game. And I'm yep. and I'm looking like Antonio Gandy Golden, Kelvin Harmon, like these guys, like what's going on here? Like, cause you gotta remember Samuel still isn't on the field yet. Right. So that's gonna push that second, whoever came out there second unit down. So I'm interested in your your take on how they ran the wide receivers out last night. I think some of that, um, as far as well, the, the Antonio Gandy Golden and the Kelvin Harmon has something to do with what you were talking about with the defense is a product of who you're out there on the field with. So we got to consider that a lot of their wrestle with Steven Montez, who I don't think is a NFL caliber quarterback. But what I will say is those guys don't create a lot of separation. So you can't trust a guy like Steven Montez to fit a ball into like tight, tight circles and tight, tight windows and things like that. Now, I wasn't necessarily surprised at how they rolled the receivers out because it's been consistent with what I've seen with what I've seen in the offseason in training camp. Like the first week in Richmond, they said, well, I saw with my own eyes. DeAndre Carter had a pretty big week. He was getting open. He was beating our ones. He was beating a lot of guys. He was beating Kendall Fuller in the slide and things like that. Adam Humphreys, the same thing. Um, Kendall Fuller has had a rough camp covering Adam Humphreys. Look, I, I haven't really seen a lot of people. Adam Humphreys has been torching Kendall Fuller in the slot. But um, just to go back to it, I, I wasn't really shocked because it's been consistent with what I've seen. Um, now, as far as, far as the roles, um, I was shocked to see both of them guys out at the same time because I think that they're fighting for the same type of role, that big body possession receiver. And I don't think either of them like set 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 apart from either one of those with their performance yesterday. I thought AGG might have gave himself a little chance at redemption, but then it turns out he drops the ball um, at, at on a two-point conversion. So, I mean, I'm rooting for all those guys, but I wasn't necessarily shocked with how they rolled out the receivers because it's been pretty consistent with what I've seen in camp. I think uh, I think I feel more than ever that being a punt returner is the key mm-hmm. to locking down that last wide receiver position. And I thought it was interesting last night. If, if my if my memory is correct, I, I know for a fact Isaiah Wright got first crack at punt return duties, followed I think by uh, DeAndre Carter and then Stephen Sims. And so it got me to think of last night a little bit more this morning before we got started. I think I've been thinking and fighting all along for who's not on AGG or Harmon. But if you only take one of those punt returners, means you still got to go find another one. So, you know, if he, if he goes down, mm-hmm. then you still don't got a guy on the team that's been taking lots of reps, getting some of that action. So, man, I think maybe AGG nor Harmon make the team and you end up finding that, you know, DeAndre Carter and both Isaiah Wright make the team. Mm-hmm. Or Steven Sims. I, I still think Steven Sims on the outside looking in. But more than ever, I think the last two receiver spots have got to be out in punt return. So I'm not interested. Uh, I think started first. I, I, I think it's going to end up being Carter's job to lose. Um, I think Steven Sims, you're right. I think he's out of here. Because um, he, he does. I mean, he was terrible last year in the in punt game. And um, he didn't do much you know, as a receiver either. And plus he has 
two guys ahead of him in the slot right now, in Humphreys and uh, uh, Samuels when he gets back. I think Wright might be on the outside looking in. Um, I think he may end up a practice guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm I'm with Jalen on this. I think they're going to end up keeping one of Harmon or uh, uh, Gandy Golden. Um, I think Harmon is the better blocker this far at this point in his career. So he might have a better chance, but it just depends on how he, you know, he returns off the ACL. Uh, so I, I, I think Carter is making the case to make the squad, man. I, I think he, he has some, you know, pretty decent punt returns last night. Um, I think he can move. I'm not, I, I can't quite remember. I have to rewatch the game, but I think he has the possibility to move around a little bit more on, you know, when you line him up as receiver, as opposed to like a Steven Sims, he's slot, Slot or bust. Um, uh, and then right, right just it's, – it's something about right that he has, a, he has an NFL body, but mm-hmm. it's just like it's not all the way there. It's like, it's, it's, he leaves a lot to be desired. He's not a natural receiver. He's not a natural Yeah. He's like Cordell Patterson. Yeah. That's a great comparison. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's like watching Cordell Patterson. He's just not as good. Mm-hmm. In the return game, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe Sims, as as of today, Sims, uh, right, and one of Harmon or Gandy Golden is going to be left on the outside looking at. Okay. Uh, as far as the receivers go, and and, and and your man, your man, he he he's trying to make the squad. Jared Patterson, mm-hmm. he, he's, yeah, he's he making. He was fast last night. He, he looked great last night. I think I think he's got a real shot. You know, Lamar Miller looked good last night mm-hmm. and looked faster than I've seen him look in a long time. That is interesting. Uh, who I forget who I'll remember who. Maybe it was when we talked to Zach Selby, but we asked him, you know, about the the toe because we were worried about uh, Gibson, and he told you know they're very happy with the running back room, mm-hmm. and that's oh, why they didn't. I, I believe that's why they didn't really do anything in the offseason about it. Other than Patterson, and he was he was fast enough. And, and you man, twenty five Barber did lose that ten pounds. He looked lighter in that twenty five. Funny what a number will do for you. But he looked quick last night. <laughs> he, he got he got heat on his tail. That's why, Jalen. Right. How, how do you see the running back room shaping up, Mag? Me personally, they can't let Patterson go. If they really like him, they can't try to stash him on the practice squad. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I think it's going to come down between Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber for that last spot. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't even see the fourth quarter yet. So I don't know how Lamar Miller looked. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it mm-hmm. yet, but I think it's going to come down between him and Barber. So I actually have some, some pretty interesting insight on this one. Um, Jared Patterson is actually a family friend. Um, my little wow. brother, yeah, my little brother and him are like best friends. So, um, one thing I can tell you about Jared Patterson, he's been a running back all his life, and it shows. He's a natural runner. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the, the quick burst, the, the finding a hole, making something out of nothing. He's been doing that since he was eight years old. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. Um, the one thing, um, I, when he got picked up, um, when he got when he got picked up after the draft, I thought that he had a good chance of making a roster. But then when I saw throughout training camp, he wasn't getting as many reps. I saw a guy like 
Lamar Miller, for example, getting more reps than him in Richmond. And Lamar Miller did look pretty spry and pretty springy. That speed was there. It was there in, in camp. Uh, it's, it's there. Um, I don't know if it's 2016 Lamar Miller, but he had a step to lose. This was a guy that was running full four when he was when he was in his prime. Um, so throughout camp, I was I didn't know if Jerry's prospects were as promising. But then yesterday he showed me everything that I've known him to be since he was a little kid. Like I said, he just has natural running back instincts. If you see him in person, he's built like a fire hydrant and he got like rabbit legs like his legs don't stop. And it's been like that. We played throwback tackle when I was couple years older than him. I had difficulty tackling him then. It, it, nothing surprised me from um, yesterday. And um, I think that he might be the most natural runner in, in the running back room, period. Now, I don't, I don't think he has the physical gifts that a guy like Antonio Gibson has, but I would love to see him um, crack that RB3 role. And I think that he has a pretty good chance at the night like yesterday, because I think, I think if you put I think that Peyton Barber's in that role right now of that, you know, running back three role. And if you compare what they did yesterday, I would definitely uh, take a flyer on Patterson being the younger guy and serving in that same type of role. And it's and a little he, bit more dynamic. And he also plays special teams. Right. Uh, I, I, I think that I think the thing for Barber that's going to hurt him this year, you have Gibson, McKissick, Patterson, Lamar Miller, you don't know what the Reds, I'm about to call him the Reds, <laughs> you don't know what the football team is going to run. Right. They can pass, they can run with them players in. You know what's, Barbara, I'm, I'm keying up on the run when he come in the game. I'm, if you're putting them in the game, they're not throwing him. Mm-hmm. That's not his skill set. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm teeing on the run when he comes in. But I think with them other running backs, there's potential to do way more when they're on the field. You can disguise kind of what you're doing when they're on the field. So I like I, I think he has a great chance as long as he keeps playing like this. I think he has a great chance to to actually make the, the roster. And once again, he's the only running back that plays teams. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Barber may play they, teams. If, if they move if they move him to the practice squad, probably chances are he's not getting picked up barber you know what i mean so right point about keeping patterson on the on the active 53 you know if your main if gibson should go down i think you'd be safe having barber on the practice squad and be ready to play you know without much time needing to get ready uh somebody's got to explain to me dustin hopkins must have the goods on somebody i mean Jeff, he got he got photos. Not, not even a competition. They didn't even bring a, a guy with a bad leg to compete against him just to have a competition. I don't understand it. Somebody's got to explain it to me. But again, I mean, it, it's it's low hanging fruit. But he, he did make a field goal last time. I can't explain it. I, like I said yesterday, Dustin Hopkins must have knew about the Wilkinson report before it went out. Like he has some <laughs> type of dirt on that. Sure. Like it's crazy. I I can't explain it. I was I was just talking to myself today and was think I had a flashback to London, which was five years ago. We've been putting up with Dustin five Hopkins. Years ago. Good point, Jerry. That's five, five years, years ago. So I don't know where the loyalty lies with Dustin Hopkins. Even um, in Coach Rivera's press conference this morning, he was trying to he was trying to be as diplomatic as possible. But he's like, well, you know, Cheeseman does like rifle the ball back there. I don't care. You're an NFL kicker. Like I, I get timing and things like that. But he was missing kicks in camp. 
Um, and I know like a lot of people weren't talking about that, but like I've been I've been dealing with this. I've seen the show with Dustin Hopkins, and my thing with Coach Rivera is you can't preach competition, and then one of the weakest links on your roster doesn't no really competition. Competition. That's that's my only thing. Um, so we got I, our first Cheeseman reference of the season. Right. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> hey, listen. I, you only go. talk. Wait, you only end up talking about the long snapper when things ain't right. Between the long snapper holder and kicker, that's the only time you end up talking about the long snapper. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so ready for them. At this point, it's like you might as well start cycling in kickers to see who's going to offer you, who's going to give you something more. Like I don't care if they're not as accurate as Dustin Hopkins, who hasn't been accurate. Uh, if their leg is stronger, because his leg isn't even that strong. <laughs> like he's supposed to be the guy because of accuracy, not leg strength and if you're not accurate and you don't have the leg strength what are we doing here <laughs> like i might as well, like you could put anybody out there to kick and miss so yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, i'm just i'm i'm with Jalen on this one man i don't i don't understand i don't get it and and for ron if you're preaching competition man you gotta have another kicker in there next week to 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 at least you know put some heat on Hopkins buns or something like that. Hey, you you gotta know your job isn't guaranteed. Just giving him a one year deal isn't the heat he needed. He needed a you can lose this one year deal if you don't get some things in order. Because the kicking thing, man, it's it's like basketball players at the free throw line. It it becomes mental, mm-hmm. and you start missing and missing and missing. I, I think I was reading the stat like. When when Washington was losing last year, when they was one in seven or whatever they was, his his percentage was terrible. Like he was yeah. missing all types of kicks. But then when they went five and two towards the end, he had only missed like two kicks. Yeah. And it's like we we don't we can't we need everything, man. We need every point we can get. This defense is too good to not get every point. I prefer sixes. But when we need them threes, we got to be able to depend on who's back there kicking. And I, I can't, I can't put no faith in Dustin Hopkins. Every time he goes up the lineup to kick, <laughs> I, I'm closing my eyes. I'm like, ah, ah, did he make it? Because that that's deflating. Go ahead, Pooh. My bad. No, no, no. You good? I was just gonna say the last thing I have on my list here. You were talking about the defense with Montez Sweat out. We got to see a little bit more of my man, Smith-Williams. 96 looked fast last night. I know he's a high-spark guy, and I've been saying it, but to actually see him on the edge, because, you know, they played him at tackle most last year. Mm-hmm. And edge is where he was at at NC State. He looked fast last night. Mm-hmm. You know what's so crazy? So before the game came on, I didn't read anything about who was playing, who wasn't playing. I just went into a blind. I, I even started watching it late because I was watching that Wizards double overtime uh, summer t- summer uh, camp loss. But I I turned on the game. They're on defense. I didn't know Montez wasn't playing. That's how fast Bradley was coming off that corner. Yeah, I thought it was Montez. I was like, that's not Montez. That's ninety six. <laughs> that's that's somebody else. And I'm so I was like, oh wow. Even um, what's his name? Bradley King. The, the, the other, yeah. the, the rookie, yeah. he looked fast turning the corner. Yep. And so I, that's, that's, that was always going to be interesting to me 
on whether they were going to try to move pieces around that they had, you know, put a Jonathan Allen out there. You know, you got Bradley, uh, you got, you know, uh, Smith Williams, you got Bradley King. Like if they were going to try to put one of them out there or were they going to try to just wait a couple weeks in the camp and it's okay, we need to bring in some veteran, you know, at least one veteran to, to shore this backup thing up. But I, I think they're going to run with what they have unless somebody, go. Yeah, unless somebody gets hurt. I think they're going to run with what they have, man. I, I think they really like them young guys coming off the, the, the term because it's like they, they probably just, hey, man, pin your ears back and go. Just just pin your ears back and go. If you see, some, if you see the ball, lay them out. <laughs> just, just go. So I, it's going to be interesting how that develops. Um, you know, we know the first two locked in. I think uh, Smith Williams is good to go. But between Bradley King and Shaka Tony, I'm, I'm very interested to see if they keep them or they bring in. I mean, because I'm not going to lie, I, even though they're not veterans, I mean, they're just as good as having a Nate Orchard out there. And, you know, some That's of right. the mother, the mother backups they was running out, you know, when they was, you know, when players was getting hurt. So uh, but he did look good last night, though. He looked a little leaner, a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. And he was flashing to me. You know, I ain't, I'm not watching the all 22 tape of it, but he was flashing to me. Yeah, I think like you mentioned, Doug, he has like a, a crazy athletic profile. And yeah. even, even what you just mentioned, Pooh, he, he's a lot leaner than he was last year. I think that's why they played him a lot at defensive tackle last year. I think he was hovering around like 290 pounds. But even when I was seeing him in camp, if you see him and Chase Young standing side by side, they're about the same size. And one thing about James Smith Williams is he plays on special team coverage units. And think about this is a guy 6'5, 275 pounds, running down, running at a 4'7 and 4'8. Who wants to block that? Nobody, like nobody. And I think one thing that was promising, I've always thought that he was a roster lock just because of his special teams potential. Like he's a freak athlete, and, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. But I saw a rap yesterday where he bent the corner, turned the corner, um, and like bent and almost got to the uh, Mac Jones for the sack. And I was like, whoa. I mean, like you said, it was kind of shocking because I've always known him as an interior rusher. So for him to maneuver in space like that and turn a corner like that, it was it was very prominent to see. But something that his athletic profile would suggest that he's capable of doing. Um, So I wasn't too shocked, but I was pleased to see it. Did he have did he have an injury his last year in college? Yeah, he had a knee injury. And I think that's why he came in heavy last year. I think that's why yeah. he came in heavy last year. And, it, and it's why he dropped, too, because because he really is a freak athlete. And they weren't quite using him right at, at NC State, too. I think they had him at, like, I think they were running, like, some kind of 34 he like hybrid. Nine. He was like, yeah. yeah, right. He was um, off the ball. He was yeah. even out in space. Now, yeah, they weren't using him to his full capabilities. It, it's wild to see this coaching staff. I mean, they literally have so much faith in their coaching ability, which I respect, that they just draft off athleticism and traits <laughs> right you know? and like and we'll we'll teach you how to play the game we can't we can't teach you to be a freak athlete but we could teach you how to play you know middle linebacker number 52 so mm-hmm. i think it's interesting what they do jay let's wrap with this we always ask everybody at least in, up until the season starts what what will make a good season for you what what is progress this year um what is progress this year in a in a quantitative version, I think that it's us making the playoffs um, with a double-digit winning season. I would say within at least an 11-win season, since that's a total that we haven't hit um, in 
over like 30 years, I think since 1991, but in a more minute, uh, minute microscope, I just think if we see the development from a lot of our first and second year guys, because um, like you guys have mentioned throughout this podcast, this is year two of a rebuild. So these are the guys that's going to be the foundation of a strong organization going going forward. So if I see improvement from guys like Diami Brown, um, Sam Cosme, Jamin Davis, and then going on to year two players, even like Chase Young, you know, he has, he has marginal room for improvement. So if I see improvement from our young guys, um, despite what the record is now, I don't want to have a horrible record, but if that's us teetering around seven or nine wins, but we see that development and we see that foundation being built, I think that's the, that's the goals or the aspects of a successful season. Jalen, we appreciate you joining us today. You know, it's, it's, it's always fun when you can talk about a, a live action football game. Sure. Uh, let the people know, you know, again, where they can find you, what you have going on and, you know, uh, where they need to tune in. Cool, cool. So um, I have my own podcast, um, Bleeding Burgundy and Go. You can find me on social media at Bleeding BNG. That's on Instagram and um, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is a, spell, a tad bit different. We only have one G in our Twitter handle. Um, you can search us on YouTube, um, Bur- Bleeding Burgundy and Go. All our content will pop up. And you can search my personal page as well, Stunning Showtime. Um, and you can find any content, a lot of content on the Washington football team. But I do try to dabble in other D.C. sports as well. So you can check us out there. Yeah. appreciate you guys for having me oh man no problem it's, it's, like I said, it's always fun to talk football it's even, better. Back, yeah. back. It's, it's even better when you're talking about a game you just watched now i can't wait till next week it can't get here fast enough <laughs> i can't get fast enough man y'all fellas have a good one stay cool uh which probably means staying in the house <laughs> yeah, yeah, <absolutely. laughs> all right fellas appreciate it all right, all right have a good one